0: So I, leave all your troubles behind, yes it's fine Come it with me in my, in my Welcome to
1: episode 79 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner Myself, Woolley, and Nathan Barden in session G'day mate And uh, we've got Wayne Spee's coming up shortly so stay tuned but um, what have you been up to Nathan anything special
2: Mate, just, been, just recovering from uh, Gold Coast half uh, I went boxing
1: Sunny Coast
2: half oh, what did I say <laughs> Gold, Gold Coast. Sunny Coast half uh, I went boxing Tuesday night and then I did some heavy uh, leg weights because uh, I was talking to one of your best mates Lee and he said um And there's a study that says runners will benefit. I think I've read it as well somewhere. Runners benefit from lifting lifting a heavy weight with uh, reps between the four to six range to failure rather than going that 10 to 12 range. So I did some heavy leg weights and um, ran Thursday night in my new purchase of the week, which was a pair of Nike Invincible 3s. Uh, there was a sale on at Rebel, twenty percent off. So I got them down to like two hundred eight bucks. And I've been after a pair for a while, and they are they are really comfy. The cushioning is great in those, and they just seem to they just really agree with my feet. So I went for a five k on the road, and then that storm came through, so I had to do five k on the treadmill. And my hamstrings were pulling up tight, especially my right one. Rolled them out Thursday night. And then I just did park run this morning with a few extra Ks and hamstring was tight. I just ran in the invincibles again. Hamstring was tight. So, um, yeah, it have been a busy day so, on the farm. So I just I just might rest tomorrow if I feel like it. I might knock out 5K.
1: Yeah, I haven't um, got a pair of those new invincibles yet, but the two pairs that I've had, they're they're really good to run in, but they're very heavy. It definitely slows you down. I'm going to weigh them, see what they come in at. Glenn from Striders, he he wears his for all the sessions and everything because he's got like feet issues. That's why he runs so well when he puts a pair of super shoes on because he's doing all the hard work in those
2: big. And I've picked up a uh, slightly cheaper entry to the Sydney Marathon. In four weeks tomorrow. So uh, I'm doing that. Uh, Yeah. So we've uh, got a friend to stay with down there. Matilda's trying to get a half marathon entry and then she puts a post up and then gets scammers going, I'll send you i I'll sell you a half marathon entry and there's none available whatsoever. So she's entered to 10 K. So at least she's got, and that she, that starts like an hour before the marathon. So it might work out. All right. We'll do a drop. earlier. Oh shit! Yeah, the half is like the half is like an hour and a half before the start. And yeah, there's a cut off of two and a half hours for Sydney Marathon. If you don't, if you can't finish two and a half hours, you get pulled off the course
1: for the half or right. the, the half. Oh shit! Yeah, so
2: then the ten k starts at I think about quarter to six, six o'clock, six o five actually six o'clock. Then the then the marathon starts at seven, so she'll have time to you know, should be finished and everything else. And then be able to come and walk down and meet me about the 15 K mark. Give me a board because you can't put for the Sydney marathon. You can't put your own personalized water bottles on a table. Like a lot of the, like Sydney do it. I mean, sorry, Melbourne marathon do it. Gold coast do it. You know, you can drop your bottle off the day before and then they'll put it on a table for you. It's a certain you get a only, table.
1: only if you're an elite though.
2: No, I think You've they for yeah, other people qualifying time.
1: Oh no, right. right. I think yeah, I think you've got yeah, to run under one seventeen for the half and maybe Jeez. uh possibly two fifty or two forty for the full, I think, to get good right, right. drinks out. I might have that totally wrong, but I'm sure I've heard that.
2: Yeah, okay. That's cool.
1: Gold coaster that you can just set up your own table uh, anyway, so that's not really worth the hassle, is it? It's quite an
2: easy yeah, it's quite an if you've got someone there. So anyway, we'll we'll work it out. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself for that and uh, just enjoy it and uh, YouTube it, do a nice video. And um, that is about it, mate, for me.
1: You didn't um, look into getting a 360
2: insta Well, actually, yeah. Yesterday I popped into um, JB Hi-Fi and I looked at the Insta360. It's so small. And then they've got the, the newer 360 X3. That looks quite nice. Um, these the Insta 360, this white one. The video footage is nowhere near the quality of the GoPro, uh, mm-hmm. even at four, even at like 4K. Um, then I looked at they do this DJI little square box one. Have you seen it? It's a little yeah. one with a battery yep. to it, and they look really nice. And I was like. Um, but I just don't know what the video quality is. And then the battery life's a bit. You have to stick the other one to it to get the battery life. But they look quite good, though. But they've got an internal memory. So it's like only about 32 gig. And apparently the operating system takes up about 10, 8 to 10 gig. So you only get 22 gig of memory. So you got to read, read the small print. Yeah. And that's, you know, the GoPro is about similar size. So yeah, uh, you know, I know the GoPro so well. I had a change easy it to bit use, bit. eh? Yeah, they are just easy, and the quality of it is great. So I just stick. I think I might just stick with that for now. And I don't have to spend the seven hundred bucks on a new just to replace like with very similar. So yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I had yeah. a um, just a week of like unstructured running. Just did twelve k or thirteen k up the coast when we were still there. Then I had a day off on. The Tuesday, I think. And then I've just run a few runs. I went running around the dam on the trails. That was pretty nice. Where at? Um, That was on Wednesday. That was like on the public holiday.
2: Lucky rest. Uh,
1: Bullocky rest. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, heaps of people out on the trails. eh?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, there was walkers, runners. I guess everyone's having their public holiday for the Eka. Yeah. Did that. That was cool. Um, yeah, then just a couple of jogs. Did park run this morning, nice and easy. And tomorrow I've got the, uh, I'm doing, I've entered in the 10K, yeah, race at Lake Manchester. So, yeah, hopefully. Oh, my plan is, right, that. is if there's no one that's like, you know, exceptionally fast, yeah, just going to run with whoever's there. And then, because it's, an so don't get dark, lost. I'll just, study oh, yeah, so I can't get lost. And <laughs> then just, um, once I know where the track goes, then I, then I'll go for it. But is it out and, and back? It's I think I'm looking on the course. I think map, it just is. goes straight out, 5k, turned around and come back.
2: Yeah, I remember coming across the 10kers last year because we you remember we set out on the we did. There was a six and seven o'clock start when it was something. A five and six o'clock start, and we did the earlier one. I think yeah. they're starting. At, everyone's starting at six this year, but last year it was six and seven o'clock, and we went the six o'clock, didn't we? And we come. I was coming across 10k runners. Um, I think on the way back, they were like like, flying. Yeah. I just
1: didn't, I didn't see any of them (laughs) because I was stuck at Mount Nebo, but yeah,
2: they have um, a few youngsters. There's quite a few youngsters do that 10 K, but yeah, there's likely
1: to be some, some real gun runners there. So I'll just go with the flow and enjoy it, but yeah. Yeah. It should be cool. It says on the minimum kit that you've got to have, like at least a cup with you for the 10k. Have you got, a, like have you you've got, got, got to have the capacity cups? to carry a cup a of cup. water?
2: Yeah. Have you got, have you got one of those collapsible cups? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just clip just that on in me. your race belt. Yeah. 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 Put that in your race belt with a gel. You'll be fine. Yeah. Sweet.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to actually ask you. Cause I've got the, I've got the track one, you know, it's probably literally yeah, only it. like that with a little circular thing on the. Yeah. Top that's of
2: the off. one. And they just, you just, Flatten it and put it in your Squish pocket. Squish it. God yeah, thing, that's yeah. what I do. Then I can get a drink if I need one, but I should be right. It's funny when you see them out because everyone has to carry them on the track events. And I was at the Brisbane Trail Mouth and there was one in the middle of the road, mid- middle of the trail. And I was like, oh, someone's going to regret that <laughs> later on. And dropped well, they dropped it. they just dumped it. No, they just fallen out of their pocket or something. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, that's gonna that's going to hurt. That's the only problem with them, like.
1: You know those race packs where you've got the, um, you know you insert the bottles into each thing. Yeah, like it's pretty heavy with mm. when you've got loaded up with water, and then you,
2: and you get just, hot in them. You do get them. hot in them. Yeah, mm.
1: you sort of drink them and get through them pretty quick, don't you? That's the only.
2: Yeah, because you got an extra kilo there, and then it's like you're getting hot with that, you know, and it's like how much you good are you going to carry. In your backpack, you know, like I remember the Brisbane Trail Marathon, I had a few extra gels in the back and I didn't really have much. You got your snake bike kit and I had a bit of extra first aid kit. But, um yeah, there's like, all you got is just like gels and your phone and that. But you can get away with it with a race belt. I do that with the marathons. I mean, you know, like Brisbane Marathon, I'd be phone, gels, two- two packs of those energy chews and me GoPro as well. So it's amazing what you can fit in. Yeah, you got to get the in. right belt though, you know, like yeah. they have those got,
1: I bought that new one at the Gold Coast. It's like a flip belt. Maybe I use that tomorrow.
2: Is that the one that's got like a little, little hole in it? You can put things in like a bit, like a pouch, kangaroo yeah, pouch. Like, thing. like
1: it's sort of, you know, hundred mil thick it goes right around your waist.
2: Yeah. It's just a little slot in it. They had them advertised at, um, at the Sunny Coast as well.
1: Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. in the, the race area.
2: Yeah, I'm not a fan of. Matilda's got one of those. They're quite hard to get your phone in and out of and stuff. I've got that one where it's that it's like it's quite it's about that same thickness goes round, but you just pull it forward and then there's like a netting in the back where you just slot everything in. Then there's a key loop that you can clip your key to or your car key to so they're actually i find them easy to get my phone in and out of but you could probably lose things out of it a bit easier there is the potential but i didn't lose a. i've never lost my phone out of it touch wood never lost my gopro out of it um so i'm pretty i, I like them you just gotta get the right size for yourself but they had a load of them at the gold coast at the um at the exhibition And matilda nearly bought one um, but I think she will next time. So if when we go to Sydney at the Expo, um, I said to Matilda, I'm just going to wear it all Nike just because <laughs> it's ASICS, <laughs> sponsored by ASICS. But the the Melbourne Marathon is sponsored by um, Nike. But the website is exactly the same as the Sydney Marathon. So I think they must just be organ- same organisers or something going on the same because they- literally it's the same layout. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting in that Nike marathon. You might get some good, uh, some, some good uh, merch. Talking about fast courses and saying that the Melbourne should be faster than Sydney, but Sydney's got the record of the fastest marathon. But I don't, I reckon if you had that same person run at Gold Coast, I reckon Gold Coast would be your fastest.
1: Yeah, it'd have to be. A. Yeah. Probably just the heat is the only thing that could be.
2: Heat, humidity. But then Sydney. That's meant to be, like at the moment, it's about nine degrees. Well, the Gold Coast could have been the same, though, but it heats up quick, doesn't it? That's the thing with the, with the Queensland this time of year. It does heat up quick. Um, but they reckon with the... They're saying with Sydney, same as like with London, wear some crappy old clothes you want to throw away, and they just pick it up and give it to charity. Uh, you know, like they do in London.
1: Yeah, just so, I mean, it was at this point that Wayne logged into Zoom, so enjoy this interview with the legendary Wayne Spees, a absolute legend, phenomenal runner, and a genuine, really nice guy. Enjoy this one, team. Welcome to the Eat Sleep, Run Repeat podcast, Mr. Wayne Spees. Great to have you on, mate.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Steve. Thank you, gents. Uh, it's an actual pleasure to be with you
1: in the like brisbane running community in all of the like facebook chats i'm in i quite often get sent screenshots of your strava workouts or events you've done and it's uh yeah it's always the talk of the brisbane running community so it's it's so great to have you on and especially that you're a master's athlete as well it's just super impressive thanks for taking the time to jump on
3: oh an absolute pleasure to be here uh, like i say um yeah, it's just, um, you know, uh, I try and connect with as many people, especially back home in Bresi, as I can. And, yeah, just to be a part of the community and just to to mix and mingle and, and you know, just share the knowledge and, and tell anyone that if you put in the hard work, you, you can get the results.
2: Yeah. So, Wayne, uh, just for our listeners, uh, we've got listeners all over the world, which is great. Um, even in uh, Peru, I think we've got uh, – we have to get them to Instagram messages uh, more often. Um, you live in Brisbane and you work in uh, West Australia,
3: that's correct. Yes, I'm a maintenance technician, um, out offshore in uh, Western Australia. Yeah, but I've lived in Brisbane since 2001, so yeah, been there a long time, but I've worked out here just over 10 years.
2: You're at work at the moment,
3: yes, and that's you right. Just um, finished the
2: shift. You just finished the shift, so you're back in your like accommodation and um. Uh, yeah. Are you still offshore, or are you back on the mainland?
3: Uh, I'm on an island, so okay. um, it is. It's basically a little island uh, offshore. Um, but yeah, I've just finished a. I do six to six shifts, so twelve hour shifts. Um, I train twice a day, so um, I go to sleep. Uh, I'm about two hours behind you guys, but I've got I go to sleep at about eight thirty. Um, but yeah, I've squeezed in um, time to do my um, training, which is obviously morning. And afternoon, um, there's a combination. Obviously, um, I can explain it as we go. But, yeah, um, I obviously can't do a lot of my quality training whilst I'm at work. Um, but at training, it's more a case of doing maintenance in terms of my um, distance running and and just to make sure that I, I keep a steady state going well. So, yeah, that's that's sort of um, – it, it's not easy um, to sort of balance that. But over time, I've, I've learned to sort of get a, a, a pretty good grip on on – on maintaining a, a good form of maintenance.
1: Right. Definitely um, paying off for you. <laughs> the results are speaking <laughs> for themselves. Well, Wayne, can you tell us a bit about your past? Because you're originally from South Africa.
3: That's correct. I'm born in South Africa. Um, got married um, to my beautiful wife. Um, and, yeah, we were young, just uh, newly married, and we decided to emigrate. Um, to we, we settled in Australia in 2001. Um, yeah, and basically, um, I never ran as a youngster, um, uh, did, did a bit, bit of all sort of sports at school. But yeah, I, I did attempt um, running a marathon at a young age, but I, I never enjoyed it. <laughs> I actually hated it. I did what they call uh, the Comrades Marathon in South Africa, which is a 90 kilometer um, at a very young age. Um, I did finish it, but I, I absolutely hated it because it was a painful experience and I swore never to do it again. Met my beautiful wife and um, she asked me um, a golden question. She said to me, love, what, what would you like to achieve someday in life? This is when we just just about to get married. I said, oh, I'd like to go back and have a real crack at a marathon someday and perhaps improving on it. And uh, yeah, um, we sort of put it on the shelf, on hold. Uh, and we came here, we had a little family and then, yeah, just over 10, 11 years ago, my wife tapped me on the shoulder and said, look, <laughs> it's time to get back into that dream and, and get back into it. And like I say, about 11 years or so ago, I started uh, back into um, running again. And uh, that's where I picked up. And uh, I'm the sort of person who, if I, if I do something, uh, I study it hard and I, I try and commit and try and get the best I can out of it. So the progression just came uh, as I got deeper into running.
2: Um, yeah, Steve, Steve, uh, Steve, and I are very similar in that regard to you, and I think that's what I think helps to, to you know, give you that focus and that. You know, sometimes you become hyper focused. It's like um, obsessive, like like an almost like an OCD, but but not quite uh, that that would be be diagnosed. Um, <laughs> so you came over from. South Africa and I have to say though you could pass for being Aboriginal I don't know if anyone's ever told you that <laughs> plenty of people. Yeah, yeah especially if you get even better suntan yeah you would uh,
3: yeah no absolutely plenty of people have asked me am I uh, Aboriginal and I I tell them no I'm actually from South Africa and they go wow yeah. so um, yeah but it um, yeah I've had all sorts Filipino, South African, Colombian yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. but I embrace it I embrace it
1: Wayne, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but what ha- yeah. what happened to your dad?
3: Oh, yeah, no, that's um, a very big motivation. I'm I'm happy to answer it, um, and that's what uh, drives me every day. Um, yeah, I was uh, obviously my my mum and dad, uh, yeah, had myself and my little sister, and um, yeah, he was. Um, I was only three years old, and he was uh, run over by a vehicle, um, hit and run, and um, yeah, we lost my dad. So I was only uh, three years old. Uh, when I lost him, my sister was, uh, wasn't was even one. Yeah, I, I always, because my dad enjoyed running uh, and uh, he never really took it up. But uh, my mom always whispered to me, hey, your father loved running. So, um, yeah, I sort of um, uh, always sort of got that in the back of my head. Yeah, uh, if my dad were here, it, uh, I wonder what he'd think.
1: <laughs> a little like a connection there, maybe.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but my mum lives with me. I looked after her all her life, and um, she's been awesome. She uh took off, took care of me and my sister, and um, she's uh she's my number one supporter.
2: <laughs> Where's your mum now? Is she in Australia?
3: Yeah, mum lives with me in Brisbane. So she's oh great, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's what part of Brisbane there. are you in? Uh, I live. I'm currently in Cleveland. Uh, in Cleveland.
2: On okay.
1: The bay. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Near the water. Thanks. Lovely spot. That's it.
3: <laughs> good, good spot.
1: When you started getting back into running, was it just to get fit, or were you sort of thinking that you were going to get into it seriously? Or
3: no. So, um, I'll, I'll give you. I'll backtrack a bit. Um, so when I did my, first, I did a Comrades Marathon. So for those who want to, where Comrades Marathon is, is a, a a famous marathon in South Africa, one of the world's largest ultra marathon. It's a ninety k between two cities. And growing up, I'd always watched it. Um, and like I said, I attempted one when I was younger, but I hated it, finished it, enjoyed it. Uh, sorry, finished it, but but yeah, in a world of pain. Um, so, yeah, in qualifying, when you run, comrades, you have to qualify. You have to run any standard official marathon and get a qualifying time of under five hours. Um, and, yeah, in my... Uh, um, I ran a marathon, obviously, in my lead-up to it and in my qualifying marathon, and I had no idea. I just I trained, but I didn't really... Uh, you know, um, I didn't really sort of put in, a, as I know now, a proper training program, but I managed to break three hours and qualify for uh, in the standard marathon and and qualify for the comrades marathon. Um, wow. so, so your first few,
1: marathon, you broke three hours.
3: Yeah. And a few of the guys said to me, hey, Wayne, that, that's that's pretty, you know, that's, that's the holy grail. It's really to run yeah. three hours is pretty awesome. So um, I didn't think much of it. And then that's why I always um lots of the um the distance runners who, who go fur- further than the standard math and said to me, Wayne, if you train properly, you can you can obviously you can actually find a lot of gains. So I thought nothing of it. Um but anyway, I'd said to um, like I said, coming back to my wife, I said to look love, she definitely said it's time to to have a go. So I started again and without putting much training in, just a couple months. Um in 2000 i still can remember 2011 um i did the sydney marathon and that was my first marathon sort of uh sorry so i tried the gold coast and i ran that for fun with a few friends in in about four hours that was uh not without doing any training so in 2011 i went to sydney and i managed to do that in three and a half hours and then that same year um my wife had arranged and bought a, a charity ticket and got me to to New York, and I did the New York Marathon in a very similar time, two twenty seven, and that's when the bug bit me. And I said, oh, no. "Sorry,
1: so your Sydney Marathon was two hours 30.
3: That's correct. Uh, oh, three hours said... thirty. Three hours thirty. Sorry. three, three hours,
1: hours thirty. Okay. okay yes, gotcha.
3: and New York was three hours twenty seven. Oh, gotcha. That was okay. the times. That's when I sort of um, that was my first uh, sort of runs back in two thousand eleven. And then it sort of bit me, and that bug bit me. So I thought, no, nah, hang on. Uh, I said to my wife, if she's giving me the green light, I'm going to attempt to 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 train and improve. And that's what happened over the next three or four years. I've done several Brisbane marathons uh, and 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 just work my way slowly back. But but doing the shorter distances, concentrating on on tens and twenty ones, and I started to notice slowly. I, I edged back to that three hour mark. Again, without proper now knowing now that I didn't have proper uh, um, you know, training programs that I was on. I was just doing my own thing, honestly. And then it wasn't until about 2013, 14, I went back to attend Comrade. And I saw a huge uh, improvement in my Comrade's time. I managed to break nine hours for Comrade. And then probably coming up towards uh, 2015, 2016, that's when things started to gear up. And that's when I started to uh, see lots of gains. We've all really come together as I met. I know if you gentlemen are aware, I, I met an Australian guy from, from Queens, and his name is Don Wallace. And Don Wallace is basically one of the legendary Australian distance runners. He's a, a phenomenal runner. hes um, He currently lives on the Sunshine Coast. But he, started, uh, he sort of took me under his wing, started to mentor me, and started to um, – you know, teach me the nuts and bolts of running. No, so this is now. I'm in my mid 40s, and uh, I'm, I'm sort of I'm seeing these gains. And I'll I'll share with you what the gains were. Yeah. Don basically explained to me that I've got this machine on the inside, <laughs> which he's seen. So this machine is is obviously the engine, and it's my lungs. So the way I run when I train, obviously, um it can move well. It, it takes in the oxygen, and it moves well. But the problem that I had was I just wasn't strong enough to handle this machine. So when I explain this to there's a few people that I, that listen to me, and when they listen to me and they do it, they see phenomenal gains. So I try and share this with everyone and 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 hopefully one or two people get it. But what it was, he explained to me that I need to get strong to handle the training load that comes with marathon training. So like anyone, you know any any club runner, or anyone who takes on running knows that once you start to improve, increase your mileage, and once you start to build a good base and move forward with that, you start to see gains. However, a lot of people start to break down shortly after that, the body shows them different signs that, man, I can't handle the load. And this is what I call the, the essence of what Don taught me is that you need to get strong. So how I developed this was basically one to get into the gym and get onto a strength program. So it's something that I've incorporated probably in the last five or six years. I do a lot of gym work. And again, it's not gym work to get big. It's, it's just strength-based. So basically uh, doing a lot of strength-based uh, work. Where I've seen huge gains in my running is, is genuinely from developing my core and developing my entire uh, the entire core area, which was, uh, when I went for a little assessment, they told me, look, that that's the area that's weak. So I focused a lot on that. And I can tell you what, in the last three or four years, that strength, that's exactly where that's come. So if you you, you ask anyone who's well aerobically trained, if you run a marathon, so you know to run a marathon, you're basically running at 95% of it at an aerobic level. So if you run that first half and you feel good, yeah, you've taken your, your nutrition, but you're good. You basically, your body's still, it's good to hold you for that first half. But the second half, a lot of people start to die off because of the, the chassis. The, the the body works weak, so it can't handle the engine. So the engine's good. So you still feel good cardiovascularly if you've done the work, but you just, you're just just weak. Fatigued. So that was my, yeah, fatigue. Yeah, absolutely. So that was the strength-based program that I was given. To incorporate it into that, and I tell everyone, you know, the strength-based work is huge. I meet so many people in Brisbane. I, I'm from Brisbane, so obviously I share with Brisbane. But whenever I talk to, to local runners, they do a lot of training. But it's all, uh, you know, um, you know, basically working on, on flat, straight surfaces and, and not doing much heel work. So that's the second part that I incorporate into my training is, is a huge amount of heel work. So I do a lot of heel work. Uh, If I tell you last night, my heel session, I've only, I I work on an island, but I got a heel that's 90 meters long, but I ran up and down that about 40 times, you know? (laughs) So um, I do a huge amount of heel work and and that's to strengthen my hip flexor area and obviously to strengthen my core area. So if you look at me now, I'm only 52 kilo, but uh, the strength on the legs when I drive Because I love running up a hill. You, you come with me up a hill, and I'll, I'll keep going. I can, I can, I can ascend it. And that's why this year I had the best Comrades marathon of my life. Um, Everyone asks me how did I do it, and I say it's purely from uh, a a strength-based program that's developed. It took time to develop. Uh, So yeah, basically my story is about. And if I show you, um, you know, proudly show you a list of my this has come from Don and and, and, and the coach, who's, a guy who's currently coaching me, is basically I've had a progression. I'm 50 years old now, but I've had a progression in personal best in the last five years, every single year from the strength-based program. So I can tell you I'm living proof that strength-based work, uh, strength-based training works 100%, 100%.
2: Steve and I are big on uh, gym work, aren't we, Steve? And uh, I like to do a bit of, this you know, they call it the new thing is hybrid athlete but I do we were kickboxers so I do a bit of kickboxing boxing gym work and and I do need to focus more on the core and you you just hit a note with me when you said like uh you need that strength especially the core because that can take a lot of energy away from your running your legs that you're wasting because the amount of, and then when they're fatigue the the amount of um lactate that they give off which they wouldn't need to if they were strong and uh you know the conditioned and so it just really does make and so i think you said like you said if your second half of your marathon is where you really plummet then that is definitely somewhere which you know give it six months of concentration see what improvement you can get i reckon yeah
3: you hit you hit the nail on the head so i've got a gentleman named dave adams he's a south african gentleman and he's basically the one who assessed me and and guide, and guys and he does my training programs and he helps me. You hit the nail on the head, that's exactly what he, so he filmed me doing a 40K, 40 kilometer long run, and he'd given me a pace to do it. So if you look at my form, th- this is um, going back just before COVID, so 2018, late 19. In the first 20K, he looked at my form and you could see it and we studied it and we broke it down. And when we went to this second 20K, especially the last 10K, I, my format changed so badly. So he says, right, we're going to fix this. And you hit the nail on the head, you hit the nail on the head. And how we fix that, I'll give you, it's, it's no. And I'm telling you that people say, oh, they see the secret is hard work, but the secret is engaging yourself to say, if I strengthen the chassis of the body and get that strong. And then I work on developing, you know, the in, increasing the load, the body can handle that. Now, obviously what we do to fix that up as well is all our training. So we work at our different thresholds and, and our different paces that we need to do. So when I do a long run, we always do a long run this way and, I, and I'll give it to you. It's, it's no secret is that the long run will always be done in an easy fashion in that first uh, half or, or, you know, in, in, so if I'm doing a 40 k run, the first 20, 25 is, is generally easy. But the last 15, you load the body and, and you pick up the pace, but concentrate on form so that you can maintain. And I saw that in doing it in all my marathons uh, recently, including comrades, I did the two options this year. Um, in every race that I do, I try negative splits. So negative splits obviously have a better second half, but that's because I train that way. So, so to give you an example, uh, if I'm choosing a race pace of three and a half minutes per K, when I'm training, my runs are, are broken down. Obviously I'll do very easy, I'll start the long run very easy at, at five minutes a k, you know, and and it's not a progression, so I'll keep that. but then in that in that last in that second half, I'll, I'll pick that right up again, so that like the body knows, hey, hang on, something's coming. So it's a program that works with a progression. But I swear to you that if you work on that and, and in, 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 you know obviously develop the strength, when it comes to race day, I say it quite simply like this, race day is without sounding arrogant, race day is easy because it's it's basically a celebration of the hard work. Because I'll tell you, without again, there's there's no sugarcoating it. The training is hard. <laughs> training is hard, but the racing is is an absolute reward for that hard work. Totally agree. Yeah.
2: But just for um some people might not know about comrades, it's probably it was it the longest running ultramarathon in the world?
3: it's the the oldest and the longest running and the biggest in terms of competitive numbers. How many people take Um, that? So on average, like this year, we're just under 20,000. It's normally 24,000. So post-COVID, it's it's just just coming back. So um, the last two years, I've had the the most incredible, incredible comrades. Uh, I'm still on cloud nine. I told Steve when I swim at Jetty to Jetty that I, I haven't come off that cloud uh, is because um, I basically put in nine months' work for that, and um, just 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 incredible. I'm just you asked me what's one of the most proudest runs in my life, it, it was that one. I've still got a few more goals that i am chasing, but um, just just incredible. So one of the it is the largest, the oldest um and the biggest mass participation.
2: Is there a cutoff time?
3: Oh, there's several cut-off times. So it's gun-to-gun, gun, it's 12 hours. It's a 12 okay. hour for 90, 90 kilometers. But obviously, you've got to get to the halfway, 45K in a certain yeah. time, and so on and so on. They get cut-offs. So, um, but this year, a large amount of people did make it. Um, so I think three quarters of the field made it. Extremely difficult because of it, it's huge. Lots of climbs. Lots, a lot lots of hills. Sh- lots yeah. of hills. Lots of hills.
2: The first I heard about it was in this book. It's called, um, I don't know if you've ever read it, the Rise of the Ultra Runners.
3: No, I haven't read it.
2: Really, it's a really good book. It's written by um, Adaharand Finn. And he's actually, I think he was like an independent editor uh, uh, or okay. writer for, a journalist for the independent. And he just heard about all this ultra running and he got into, he was a runner himself, but not big time. And he went and did Comrades. And it, it was. Um, he said he could hear, as he was running along, there was a guy on the side of the road going, Oh yeah, here comes the nine hour bus and he, yeah. And he was like there's buses. There's a bus coming. <laughs> like what, what why is there a bus on the course <laughs> thinking it was like a you know, like an engine bus? You know, like we get and um it's, a, he, bus. He, he t- it's a pace bus. Yeah, when he turned around, it was like there was this massive like group of of uh, runners, yeah. and then and then the guy who was actually the pacer was going here we go, we're catching everyone up who went off too fast. Come on, jump on the bus. He said it, the, the atmosphere was just uh, absolutely amazing. Um oh, it's, uh, it's, it's just, incredible. just um, something. And, <laughs> and for me, I do ultras as well, and it's something that is on the, the bucket list, but um, I'll have to pick your brains on some absolutely. training, where to stay and everything else. Get all the, yeah. all the tips and tricks for a absolutely. good, successful uh, trip over there, yeah.
3: Absolutely, and, and and that's, you hit the nail on the head, it's, it's the spectator side that draws everyone back, it's just, from start to finish, they say there's a couple million people spectating, and 90Ks, wow. is all the way, so you, you go, and, you know, the Gold Coast Mountain is big, and we can see people all along the way, but just try and, I, I don't know if you've done New York Mountain or Boston Mountain. the fields are the same in terms of spectator yeah. viewing, all the way along, you feel like a rock star the whole way, so it just, um, it draws you in. So, um, yeah, if you've got a, it's on your bucket list, I definitely um, um, I'd challenge you on, on taking it up. It's a phenomenal race.
1: One year it'll be uphill and one year it'll be downhill. Can you explain that for the listeners?
3: Sure. Sure. So it's run between two cities and the city is called uh, City of Durban and the other one's Pacific Peter Marisburg. So Durban's at sea level and Peter Marisburg. So you run up to Peter Marisburg. And the up run is three kilometers short. It's generally about 87 k. And the downrun, uh, again, obviously, they alternate between uh, years. Um, is, is basically 90Ks. But many people think that, uh, and I tell them personally, many people think that uh, of the two, the, the downrun is easier. And if you talk to most runners who do it, they'll tell you the uprun is actually easier. Uh, the downrun is just brutal on your on contraceptives. Your your yeah. oh, this year, we had, I had a guy, there's a good friend of mine, a training partner, his name is Benny Macronin. Uh He's from Toowoomba. And he ran for his first time, and Benny ran to fifty-five k, and he was shattered. He did finish, but his quads were gone because they just they just oh smash God. you. It just, it's just it's it's severe downhill, yeah. especially, and it comes in the last thirty kilometers, which is so. And and to tell you that that was like the last thirty k. Just it felt so good for me. It just that was the first. So I know what it's like uh, to have your quads smashed. Uh, but this year, my my quads were strong.
2: How many years have you done it now?
3: So I've done 11 comrades in total now. <laughs> and and I've had a, a beautiful progression. Uh, it's from the first one I struggled. Um, yeah, and I've, so last year, so the holy grail is, you know, comrades at different times and different medals. So if you can finish in 12 hours, you're, you're a legend, you know. Uh, if you can finish it in nine hours, you get a, a, a Bill Rowan medal. And they give a silver medal to anyone under seven and a half hours, which is once you achieve silver, you you definitely um, you know, you're an above average of a club runner. This is difficult. And then, yeah, um, my aim was to break six hours. The winners are generally about five and a half hours. So, this year I managed to smash six hours. So, I was just um, absolutely chuffed.
1: That's great. Five hours, 42 was your time, wasn't it?
2: So, nine, Spot for, for 90K.
3: Spot on, yeah.
1: 350-something <laughs> <laughs> average.
2: What did you do for fueling? For that, did you what what did you run with a race pack or did you run with a belt or what was your what was your sort of stuff? no
3: no no so for the last few years I've been privileged to be sponsored um, by uh, one of the banks uh, over there and um, basically they've got a support crew um, that looked after us and and we had um, all our special needs uh, stations at every ten kilometers um, so yeah I had a combination of um, gels and carb drinks which I trained with. Um, so yeah, I used Morton as well. A lot of us use Morton. So basically, um, I had Morton products, um, which included um, gels, uh, and also um, uh, the actual uh, Morton liquid itself. But I also I enjoy heart response. A lot of people, uh, the, the few of the runners who know me always see me eating heart response. Uh, yeah, that's I had two heart responses on the day. That's <laughs> <So>. well. <laughs> Yeah,
2: that solid food definitely would help with the gut, especially uh, that distance. With you got to drink a fair bit of, of fluid as well to stop the dehydration. And Absolutely. The yeah, it's
3: a combination of looking after the the electrolyte intake and keeping the balance right, and obviously the carb intake uh, to make sure you you you're fueled correctly. So it's it's a science, but you got to need you need to get that spot on.
1: <laughs> Wayne, I've heard a rumor that you're you you follow the keto diet. Is that true?
3: Um. Yeah. Well, my wife got onto it. She lost a lot of weight from it, and I sort of jumped onto it. So, um, I, I, I did try it, and I, and I, I, managed to get in the ketonic state for a, a period of time. But uh, the diet that I'm on is is more. Um, it became. It is now. Um, a low carb, high fat diet. So I don't get into a ketonic state. But I'm definitely a, I'm a low carb. I have become a fat burner, so that's something. You know, it's it's an, always an interesting discussion discussion as to to my fuel source, and I've trained the body to become a fat burner. So um, yeah, I'm not I'm not a ketonic. Uh, I'm not in a ketonic state, but I'm certainly a low carb, high fat um, uh, intake.
2: High protein? Yes. As
3: well? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I I need the protein as well. So the combination. People say, oh, you shouldn't have carbs. You shouldn't um it's important to take the right kind of carbs in so we we stay away from the high glycemic carbs um so instead of white rice we'll we'll have brown rice Uh, instead of uh, white potatoes we have sweet potatoes um so essentially yeah i still need the carbs and, and the protein is huge as well in terms you know recovery is massive but also we take protein on the run as well
2: yeah and I you know, I think your body fat percentage is probably lower than mine Mine's usually around <laughs> six six percent or something, but yours looks like it's uh, it yeah no it's definitely,
3: definitely not much better than
2: that
1: <laughs> <laughs> talking about your wife Wayne, she's also a keen runner as well oh, not not to your sort of ability, but you've you've both done the the six world majors
3: absolutely. So um, back to 2011, um, when we got married, I always said, I said, she said, what would you like? I said, one day I'd like to finish your marathon. So she got me an entry in 2011 to New York, uh, New York marathon. Anyway, I did it and she was spectating. And um, my wife had never run a day in her life. Uh, she had two boys, put on a bit of weight. Um, and basically, um, she was a chronic asthmatic. And she said, no, running is not for her. She attempted it and, she, and didn't work for her. Um, I ran the New York marathon and, and the day I finished, I managed to get, um, these grandstand seats. So she, she could watch me finish, finished. I went, we weren't staying far from the finish. I had a shower, got back with her and we went to watch all the other runners. Cause New York has a, a late cutoff, like seven or eight hours So we watched all these runners coming in. And I said, not a word to her, but she watched all these people of all different shapes, sizes, colors, um, you know, people with disabilities um you know fat tall ugly you name it finishing and she looked across me after watching them for four hours she said why can't i do it and i said no anyone can do it anyone can run uh, if you do it the right way and if you commit to it you, if you get what's between the years into gear so anyway um she asked can i help her with it and, um i said yeah you just got to be patient and she said how long do you think i could take so i said look if, if we train properly and we start with the progression um, I think about a year and a half is good because I, I had to, you know, get it to lose weight and then also to get strong. So yeah, within a year and a half, she attended her first marathon uh, and she she did the goal course. She only she finished in just over six hours or so. But for my wife to finish uh, was a huge huge achievement because uh, you know she was, this, this asthma had had her real bad. She she constantly was not on it with with the the Ventolin inhaler. But uh, once she started finished her first marathon. The, the chest has improved, the breathing improved. She hasn't used the bend, the actual pump for years uh, because of wow. the running. So anyway, um, from that, I looked at her and I said, to her, look, I'd like to go on the six-star major marathon journey. I said, come on, join me. We can do it. So anyway, uh, cut a long story short, I managed to get entries. And when I was getting an entry, I always got an invited one. And then I always got an extra one. So uh, I said to her, look, I've got an extra entry. You want it? So yeah, she joined me. And of course, I you know I do it and get mine done and I always go back, um, but yeah, we finished it together in London in 2019, and we've both got the same medals. Uh, we've got uh, we've got a little wall of fame at home, and uh, all our visitors who come in proudly see our wall of fame, and 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 we've got the same medal. So it's not about the times; um, it's about achieving a dream, and that's why I say. Uh, it's a known fact that point less than point zero one percent of the entire population has run a marathon. So I call anyone who's run a marathon an absolute legend. I don't care what time you're finishing; you're an absolute legend because it takes uh, it, it takes huge courage and, and excuse my language, it takes balls to to run a marathon. It absolutely takes courage. Uh, so to anyone, I, I tip the hat. Same.
2: And you did you get the you get they give you a separate medal as well once you've done all six, don't you? Which is like. Another six medals together. as a, like, one Yes. Big round that, one, yeah.
3: So that's on, on completion of your sixth one. So they know you submit your your claim of five. And on your sixth one, it doesn't matter which city you finish in, um, they'll know it. And then you see the actual Abbott World Major uh, you know, uh, attendees there. When you finish, they, they give you, like we got a handed our London Marathon and then we got this, it's called the Sixth Star World Marathon Major Medal. Yeah. My wife and I became the second Australian couple to achieve it and um, at that time in 2019 there were only just over five and a half thousand runners worldwide obviously that number's in you know um so a very very proud achievement um you know if i tell you i've got a young son who's just left for uni now so he's gone to study he's a mad athlete and um you know my two my my sons tell me mom and dad you you, you're my you're legends you're absolute heroes because my son, seen, you know, he sees me and when he's at home, he just can't believe my work ethic. And uh, he, my mom and I are constantly out training when we're at home, we're in the gym. So um he's developed that as well. But, um yeah, it's just, um uh, you know, it, it's something that I believe. I say if I can do it, anyone can do it. Because if you're committed to something, like everyone knows me, my commitment creates identity and people say, you know, Wayne, I can see why the success comes is because of the hard work. So um, anything can come with hard work.
1: Backtracking to um, Don Wallace. Uh, I used to run a lot when I was a kid. And when I when we first, we moved from England to Australia. And um, when we sort of found serious runners in Brisbane, because my dad is also a runner. And back in the day, he was, you know, he's nearly 70 now, but he's still running pretty good. But we were running with um Don Wallace quite often through Bunyaville State Forest and uh we did the Mount Me run with him. But it, I'm sure his partner at the time was a lady called Nicole. And she was and she, a, she was one of the like original Ultra runners, wasn't she?
3: And he's currently it's his partner still there currently to Oh together wow. Okay, yeah. She wasn't she's an Australian representative, Nicole, and she's also um She's got. She's one of the top ten. She's run a sub two thirty marathon, um, and um, in, in Rotterdam. I may be wrong, but uh, I think that's where she ran it. But um, she was a phenomenal. She represented Australia at the Com Games. Um, so yeah, she's a phenomenal athlete, you know, right? Um, and she's she's still young. I say young. She's just turned fifty too. So, um, but both her, her and Don, but more Don. Don is still still very active. He still trains a lot. He's got huge. Quads and huge legs. And he's, if you want to see Don, like if you were at the Sunshine Coast last Sunday, Don is the official course measure for all our events in Southeast Queensland and Sydney at the Sydney Mountain. He's the course. So he's, the, he's an official IAAF course measure. So he nice. measures all the courses. That's, that's his function. And you always see him on a bike. Uh, yeah. So he's always there. And he's always, that's where I catch up with Don. <laughs> Phenomenal guy. Cool.
1: Interesting story. I might edit this out, but when I was about 15, I, um, I run up, I did the Mount me run with Don and, uh, I might be wrong, but I think it was Pat Carroll and I was only 15 and they said, it's over. It's about 43 K the actual runner. You sure you're going to be right. And I was only 15. I was like, yeah, I'll be sweet. (laughs) And, uh, I used to run heaps when I was younger and, uh, run up Mount me. I was fine going up it. And then we sort of stopped and got a drink at the school at the top there. And then run back down and about halfway back down the mountain i could feel my legs going and i i went into i went into a complete i like literally hit the wall and i was hallucinating and everything by the time they had to come and get me in a car i didn't quite make it back to the to where we parked and that but oh my god yeah it was a horrible um experience (laughs) that but yeah, they 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 just left me for dead in the end. But I was up there with them oh. all the way up the hill.
3: Oh, Don is seasoned, and he's just one of those. My goodness, like I said, he's in his sixties now, but you can just see he's just a, a grinder, real grinder, which is why I appreciate him so much.
1: Yeah, he he had some uh, real success at the comrades as well, didn't he?
3: Absolutely. He's He's one of so I think he's the only Australian to get so the top ten in comrades get a gold medal and he's the only Australian he's got two gold medals um, so just phenomenal um, wow. just, and all five comrades were sub six hours now I can tell you on a personal level sub six hours of comrades is extremely difficult and um, you know Don's Don's two was he's nailed that um, he's run with a gentleman who holds the Australian 100 kilometer record Tim Slung. And Tim Tim is still holding the the 100k record. He ran comrades as well, uh, but he missed out on the gold medal. So just phenomenal athletes.
2: Just um, Wayne, talk about your training a little bit. So are sure. away for work, you're away for two weeks, and you're home for two weeks. How does your training change in terms of uh, like volume, distance, yeah. and uh, the, the the different types of training you do?
3: okay so yeah that's a great question so what i what i do is obviously um a lot of my quality so my program is designed so that in in a a four-week period i do two weeks obviously of quality at home so the bulk of my training will be done when i'm at home but whilst i'm over here because i do a 12-hour shift i'm obviously limited what i can do um so uh from my accommodation where i live it to work is 5k so i'll do that 5k run there and back every day but obviously, between that, uh, mm-hmm. I, I can obviously do a lot of um, specialized. So I, I don't do any speed work whatsoever well yeah because mm-hmm. I just don't have the time to put in the quality. So essentially, I do a lot of um, – it's just what I call maintenance. So I'll do a lot of that sort of thing. Um, the longest runs I can do is generally – about 24K on a weekend at work, but obviously that takes me late into the night. And I, and I still, because um, I, I get, chef prepares my meal, so i got to get to him by 8.30 at night. So essentially, um, you know, doing whilst I'm at work, I can still get a decent amount of mileage in, you know, I'll average about 140K a week, 120 to 140 over a year. But then um, I make sure that I, um, on the program I'm on, i on, I, I keep it um, well below, my my steady state is what I call it, so that when I go home, I automatically get straight back into that that rhythm that I need to. And obviously, like as we currently speak, I'm seven weeks. So my next big race is I'm doing the Chicago Marathon this year. I managed to get an entry into that, so that's my next big race. But I'm I'm working towards that. So what I'll do is when I get home, obviously, uh, that's when I I get into the real what I call the meat uh, of, of what I need to do. In terms of my training program so there's a lot of bulk and a lot of volume in that um and 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 that's when i can load up and make sure that i'm uh, my program my average looks exactly where i need it to be so obviously it, it's a combination of ensuring that i've got my speed and my speed endurance in in place but obviously putting in lots of quality is, is so important whilst i'm there and using it to ensure that i'm recovering for each session the next day so i've got that down to a fine art
1: what's a typical um like speed endurance session that you might do
3: depending on my so th- so that's that's another it's a great question because a lot of people i see them work on speed and then this is i mean that's something i had to learn is that they do a lot of speed um so so they they, they they can run a decent five kilometer but they can't convert that you know to, to a decent half or full mouth on time. So it shows that the endurance is missing. So to, to you know, this is where Don had given me what what we call the bread and butter run. So we've got two sessions. One is the is obviously uh, we incorporate a tempo run, which is important. And, that, and that's always at about 10 miles, but the speed endurance sessions come in in what we call four in one. So we do, um, we'll choose a goal pace and we'll do it for four Ks on and one K off. And well, the 1K off is the 1K off, so you obviously need to recover, bring the heart rate down, recover well. So essentially, we do that and we roll through that um, at least three or four times uh, to to develop that speed endurance. And it's not easy at first, but obviously, over a number of weeks, uh, as you get fitter, you start to develop that. And obviously, um, you know, it gets the, the legs used to the, the actual turnover of your goal distance, uh, your goal pace.
1: What will your pace be for, say, the 4K on? And, and what, what about the recovery?
3: Sure. So if I'm looking at um, specifically a marathon, so um, this year I'm, I'm aiming at, at at a PB. I managed to do 225 last year at the Gold Coast. I'd like to break that this year. So my goal pace would be, uh, you, you know, I, I need to, to be able to hold 324 per K. So all I want to try and do is um, try and be, be – the five seconds either side of that, so so between three twenty and three thirty per k is basically what I can feel. I, I know where my threshold is, and I, I and I try and stay in that sweet spot. And the one k will be like five and a half minute k's, really slow, just to bring recovery rate down. So I'm working for four k's, and I know by the end of I'll do a, you know three or four sets. So at the fourth set, I know I'm I'm knackered uh that's why it's, to ensure you recover is 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 key so so hitting goal pace is, is what you need to do because obviously on race day uh you need to make sure that you know you, you can hit those numbers in the fields fairly easily but obviously also when we do that that 16 mile tempo run that we're setting uh, sorry the 10 mile tempo run um that's also something that we choose to go uh 10 seconds slower than goal pace but that again um helps you achieve that speed endurance that you look for.
1: And do you do that over like flat roads or are you looking for hills? Absolutely. Or...
3: No, no. So when we're doing those sort of sessions, we need a flat surface because obviously we need to try and maintain that speed. So it's all done. That's done uh, on flat surfaces. Um, I can give you a typical week uh, at home just, just to give you an idea. So yeah. so obviously like a, like a Monday is, is, is a very easy recovery. Uh, day uh, which is, is quite normal um out tuesdays is, is our heel work day so heel work is there's nothing about speed and when i try and explain to people like i'll do a 400 meter heel rep uh you know at home and that 400 meters you're not going you're not smashing it all out you you, you want to be able to maintain your form so it's not about running hard up the hill it's about developing the strength that you need and then obviously recovering on the down. So, so we'll do lots of reps. Those um, those reps, and I'll be very honest with you, they're not easy. Uh, I do 10 to 15 of those um, every Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, we typically have a longer run in the morning, but it's a very easy long run. So Wednesday, Wednesday long runs are extremely easy. And then we'll have a second run in the afternoon, which is obviously um, also a, an easier run. Uh, Thursday, that's when we incorporate a bit of we call them 10-10s, so 10-10s are, again, that's also our bread and butter. We love, um, it. It's, it's it's a set of, um, you're basically doing 3Ks on for 10 minutes. Um, so, you know, I'll do three sets of those, um, and that's also on a flat surface. Um, and then our Friday is, is, is always what we call a, a 10-mile tempo run. We incorporate that uh, into the session. Uh, Saturdays, and that's why I don't do many park runs, is because no. I'm knackered by the time I get to Saturday, <laughs> so I just can't do a park run. Uh, I struggle with that on the program, um, but you know, for most times, if I do a park run, I'll try and do a, you know, a, a nice little warm up and incorporate park run into that run, and then my long runs is generally either Saturday or Sunday, and and I can either incorporate it. Uh, I, I use Brisbane Road Runners, incorporate that into my long run or say incorporate my park run into that um but yeah and then the mileage is also progressive too um so i believe that if you if you want to achieve um, a solid time at the marathon you you have to work on building the mileage and getting consistent very important
1: so if you're in cleveland what's your closest park run
3: cleveland park run <laughs> oh, I was in
1: cleveland no, is it? okay my yeah. colleague
2: plays golf at cleveland every because he lives down there every saturday and he said yeah you see all that like Parking everywhere, all over the road, like the park runs. It's like
3: all, it's yeah. like all park runs. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, no, it's even park run is phenomenal, and that's what a lot of people say to me, Wayne. Why don't you do park runs? And it's just, I try and like I can explain to you guys is that when you're on a program, it's real hard to, uh, you know. So I, I know I've done 126, 127 park runs in nine years, eight nine years. So I don't do many. I'll, you know, if I'm lucky, I can do five or seven, especially if working away a year. So. Yeah, most of them is just incorporated into my long runs.
1: <laughs> so Chicago, that's a fast marathon, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's a fast track, and this year, um, uh, I'm, I don't know if you you're aware, is that Sifan um, Hassan? A lot of the they've got some big names there, so especially amongst the the ladies' field. So um, there's a, a local runner called Kieran Perkins, and uh, he's a good lad, solid lad and he ran Amsterdam last year, and he just sat behind the ladies, you know, and he managed to get a phenomenal time in Amsterdam. So there's a phenomenal field that they put together um, at, at Chicago, um, uh, both men and ladies. So yeah, that's my aim is just to try and sit behind that bus and hopefully, hopefully just tag on, see if I can, um, I can hold on.
1: <laughs> just get on the back and hang on. That's it. Do you do <laughs> much running with Kieran?
3: Uh, no, no, no. Honestly, no. I, I haven't seen him for a long, long time. Again, y- you know, I with, with the work, I, I don't see a lot of the guys. Uh, the one guy I do run a lot with is, is Benny Macron. He's from Toowoomba, like I say. It's just because you'll come down to Brisbane a lot and I go up. So, yeah. And Isaiah Spain, I don't know if you've seen Isaiah Spain. I'm sure you've heard of yeah, him. He's yeah. one of the local runners from Africa as well. But, uh, yeah, he's just had a family now, so he's cut back on running.
1: Yeah, I noticed he hasn't been around at any of the sort of bigger races (laughs) recently. Yeah.
3: That's what having, he's got uh, triplets. So when you get (laughs) lots of kids. Triplets. Wow. Yeah, his wife gave birth. Three for the price of one. Absolutely. So that it will slow you down because he used to be a training partner for a long, long time. And um, yeah, I can't get a hold of him.
2: Knee deep know. in nappies, mate. That's what it
3: is. Spot on, spot on. Yeah. But less a legend, legend.
2: <laughs> now, the, the question that we always will have to ask, and we always talk about the, these. These are obviously two different shoes. Maybe, what's your go-to race shoe?
3: Okay, um, so I obviously it's been the last three or four years I've switched to Nike. So absolutely love the Vaporflys, love them.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, All but here's right. another Somebody thing.
3: Um, yeah, for me, alpha fly um I've used it, attempted to use it. They're just, they're just, uh, I just it just i I just feel heavy and then, like I'm alive it feels heavy on me. Yeah. always the alpha flies is just perfect. Uh, sorry the uh, alpha fly is just perfect. yeah, yeah. um here's another thing I, I, and this is no secret I show you of course right there. um so the the super shoes i I don't train in them um, no, yeah, a lot yeah. of people yeah I what I,
2: your I, training shoe is as well like yeah, what, no, it's just the biggest training.
3: Uh, I use either Nike Pegasus or uh, it's just just a flat shoe. And yeah. for me, it's just it's just amazing when I do that. So when I put the super shoe on and I'll try a ten mile tempo in it, it's just it feels oh, magic.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: So that's uh, I tell everyone. Look, I, I got that from a lot of the guys I run with from from um, South Africa, and I'll train with and I'll meet up, and they do the exact same thing. I went into a training camp earlier this year and. No one had super shoes. And I said, hey, what's the goal? But when it comes to race day, they all got super shoes. They said, yeah. nah, you don't touch the super shoe until race day. But do a key session in them so you get used to it. And I tell you what, when you do that in race day, you can feel that spring and return coming through. So that, that's where it's phenomenal. And, and I can say I feel the gains, absolutely.
1: I, um, I scored a pair of uh, Pegasus Turbo at DFO yesterday for $55. No, yeah.
3: stop it. Yeah, I wore them
1: this morning. Great! You should have
3: bought us, bought us a pair, man. (laughs) Oh, I was
1: just lucky to find just one set of tens in the racks there, and I was like, "Man, I'm grabbing them."
3: Well done,
2: you. I've never. I think I wore Pegasus many, many years ago. I didn't like them that much, Um, but I I should maybe revisit them at some point.
1: They're a really good shoe.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. So that's. I tell anyone. Um, if you can train, do most of your training um, without a carbon fiber shoe and then, yeah. you know, racing them, you you just feel.
2: You, you can feel, feel the difference. Definitely. Yeah. Spot on. It Absolutely. just, it, it just um, and I, I always said, it gives me about 15 seconds a K faster at my slower pace, a bit slow. I'm a bit slower than you, um, but uh, I can, I, it makes a difference And I was running this morning in invincibles, which is not, you know, it's quite a heavy sort of daily trainer. And I definitely felt the difference, uh, the, the pop and spring wasn't there. But it would be good because then when I come race day in, in four weeks, um, I'll be like, feel that pop and I'll be like, yeah, great. You know, oh, I feel.
3: Absolutely. And absolutely, like I say, I endorse what you say. It's just, um, you just feel the pop straight away. The moment you put mm-hmm. them on. Yeah. And that's why, I was, you know, if you're using them regularly or every day, yeah, I, I feel, yeah, you just at a disadvantage.
2: Interesting, uh, interesting side, of, <laughs> you know, yeah, it,
3: no, yeah. no, and, and like I said, seriously, I, I went to a camp in South Africa and I trained with these guys for six weeks, and they all did the same thing. But when we came to the key session, they all told me, Oi, super shoot time. I said, Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> super shoot time, and um, it just feels a lot like easier, especially cadence and the leg turnover. So, your efficiency is so much, so much, so much better. Um, so, anyone, when they, whenever I meet anyone, they ask, give me one tip. I say, yep, train without a super shoe. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's recovery, an recovery, I cannot, sorry, I, I always hop on, anyone asks me, I say, recovery is huge. People don't, you know, I, I just feel that, that lots of people don't place as much emphasis as need to be placed on recovery. Recovery is huge. It's important. Um, and that's something that I swear by. So when I finish a run, well, to me, I've got a huge protein powder pack. I'm straight onto protein to, 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 start the muscle repair. Any sort of running will be damaged. Get that into you. Uh, ice baths, if you can, if you can get to an ice bath and you can do it, especially after long, hard workouts into an ice bath uh, massage, if you can, uh, unfortunately at work, we, we've got uh, physios that can massage us. So I get onto a table, I can get that regularly. um, And, and, you know, um, ensuring that, that, That you do, you know, once in a while get to see either a chiropractor or physio and and just to get some some maintenance in the body. Um, And and why I say all these things as well is because, um, you know, touch wood, I've never been injured, never been injured um, purely because um, um, I've done the strength based work and I'm still a huge advocate for it. And I I believe in recovery in a huge, huge way, huge, huge uh, way. I listen to the body. If I've got a session, I know the sessions, I can't handle it. I back off and I come back another day. So um, recovery, I cannot overemphasize how important it is.
2: A uh, question for you, because it's come up a bit this week, thought for me is um, race day breakfast. What's your advice here?
3: Okay. So I'm a go-to, my go-to, um, I love <laughs> – I told you hot cross buns. So if I can get hot cross buns, I eat them. I'm I'm a mad. My wife and not even the kids know there's hot cross buns in But my go to is, is basically always been toasted uh, peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and jam. I love those on toast. Uh, on toast, so I'll have How I'll many so, so I'll have two to three pieces and I have black tea, have black tea with it. I, I can't have coffee on, right? I, I, I always have coffee post, I can't. I'm one of those, caffeine before doesn't work for me, but post I can. Mm-hmm. So it's always black tea uh, and three slices, and I must have a banana uh, with that to accompany that. So that's my go-to, it's, it's worked for me in over the years, and everywhere I go, I can travel anywhere around the world. I'll have my toast, peanut butter, jam, uh, a banana and, and
2: and a cup of tea, so that it's phenomenal it works hundred <laughs> percent. Robust, robust
3: tea, or uh, oh, you onto it? How do you know about that? <laughs> my, one of my
2: best mates is South African. He's he's actually he's, he's Rhodesian, and he's his oh, parents oh, uh, now in Port Elizabeth. But he <laughs> is like he goes when oh, I go around there. He's like you because we stayed at his house for, go- for Gogos for for the Gold Coast Marathon. We stayed there. And I Mate, don't think that's... I actually had a robust tea, but I was just like, I love a good cup of robust tea.
3: That is inside information you got there. They're packed with antioxidants. I bring boxes of them with me. So yeah, I smash okay. it if I can. But <laughs> yeah. you know, Lipton works as well. But but robust is magic, absolute, and yeah. and no milk. I uh, Just have just like yeah. uh, no sugar, no milk. Magic, magic. You yeah, see, you've got good. inside information it's here. Uh, I'm so shocked. It's a good
2: couple. I have to say, it's like, yeah, it's something different about it. Yeah, it's nice.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's that's my go-to, yeah. And like I said, you know, that's the one that works for me. So I absolutely love it. The energy's there and it gives me exactly what I need. And obviously also the gel, um, like, a, you know, a lot of guys before the race, but half an hour before I'll, I'll always have a gel and that just gives me what i need just with water um, and 100% i'm spot on what i need oh
1: mate we'll uh, wish you all the best for chicago and we'll let you get to your uh, to your meal or get started. no thank
3: you so much thank you so no that's still got heaps of time so good now so we'll
2: we'll catch up when you when you're back in brisbane we'll have to catch up for um for a run
3: yeah. absolutely it's we'll see brisbane the you, gentlemen.
2: North side,
3: yeah, or well, North, North. Sangate, there, so yeah,
1: nice well, there, yeah, not too much. Yeah, not
3: North far. Lakes, Nice, nice. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like I said, running is a passion, enjoy it. And you know, if I can leave it at with anyone, is that um, if you commit yourself and, and you, you know, if you do it the right way, and and like I said, strength base, I can't say more how important it is, um, and and be progressive, don't don't of too much too soon because that's when you get hurt and listen to the body you know if you can feel uh, you know i got a niggle my calf's plane up or my hammy or my Achilles that's your body telling you that you know you need to strengthen me it's not quite where it needs to be so don't be afraid to do that uh, speed work is something I tell everyone is that um, you know don't, don't go for speed work until you've, you've built a good base you know because if you smash the body um, before the base is there it starts to break down. So build a nice base and then get the speed work going. Like we incorporate speed work. I'm into the last seven weeks of a program. So obviously I'm still recovering from comrades. I ran at uh, Sunshine Coast in the weekend. I felt terrible at Sunshine Coast. So that's a good sign. Is that I'm not where I need to be. Um, I just had a, a shocker uh, at Sunshine Coast. But um, it's 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 also a good indicator that I'm building. And, and you know, in another couple of weeks I'll definitely go towards that. Like where i need to be but yeah to anyone is that i encourage anyone is um planning is amazing what you utents are doing by sharing uh you know your knowledge and 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 getting out there and just sharing with, with listeners uh, this is what it's about it's about giving back to the community and you know if, if helping you know if one person can pick up something from this uh we've more than uh, you know that's what legacy is about It's about saying hang on let's share it and let, let's spread it and yeah let's 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 get somewhere and like I said, just become a legend local
1: legend <laughs> mm-hmm. great great place to end on that thanks thanks again wayne absolutely
3: absolutely appreciate you. It's been awesome chatting we we feel like we could keep chatting oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I said
2: know. I said to my partner, i said, oh, this will go on for out. I reckon there's so much we could talk about so no. uh, yeah it definitely no.
3: And That's what I'm, I'm being very honest with you. Like when it comes to running, is that um, you know, I, I can I can chat, I can I can go on, I can just keep chatting. And there's so many people, whenever they meet, they just want to know something. You say, okay, yeah, you want to know? Let's let's talk about it, let's do it. And um, yeah, we can, before you know it, too, is I'm sitting on a plane next to someone, and three hours is gone. <laughs> with it. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a common something we share in common. And like I said, I met Steve the first time I met jetty to jetty and he had this little microphone. I could see him talking, and he says, "Mate, we need to talk." I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then that uh, only, obviously, minimum, a couple of weeks later, uh, you know, at the sunny coast, he says, "Oh, it's been here." I said, "No, no, we'll catch up." So, an absolute yeah. pleasure to to talk to you, gents, and anytime, you know, anytime, absolutely.
1: Yeah, we can't wait. We'll definitely catch up again soon. Yeah,
3: too easy. Looking forward to.
2: Don't work too hard.
1: No,
3: no, keep recover, keep cover, recover, what
2: <laughs> recover. I like that I definitely think a bit a beer with recovery is definitely a good idea <laughs> 100%
3: you're to yeah. it my kind of talk yeah. no, it's been an absolute pleasure right. to talk to you Jets
2: thanks Wayne take awesome. care thanks, See cheers bye
0: we Stop Rewind, now what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why, Supplement no messages, can't Sometimes our minds play these tricks on us Sometimes we we'll find that our minds, they climb higher And they should climb on our imagination Contemplating, hesitating on exploiting in My mind, we should find in time Our minds, they will shine with the won't shine you can put the time on my show be these purple elephants, a twisted intelligence, extension on tolerance, dimension on violence in my mind, stop rewind, now what the fuck did you find, ain't nothing in here but why, subliminal, I can't breathe. Close your eyes Leave all your troubles behind Yes, it's fine Come kick with me In my imagination In my imagination Close your eyes Leave all your troubles behind Yes, it's fine Come kick away with me In my I'm contemplating, hesitating on in my mind, my, mind, my, mind, my, mind, my, mind.